Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 307 of the podcast with my guest, Emily Catalano, who is a very funny and wonderful San Francisco comedian who is very much on the rise. I uh, am a, a big fan, so I'm super excited that we were able to podcast together. Of course, I am here in San Francisco looking towards the home stretch of SF Sketch Fest. We are looking towards our final weekend. On Sunday, the 27th, I'll be doing a live version of the JV Club with my once again returning and wonderful support blind guest Matt Nathanson as my sort of musical companion and I have just confirmed Aparna Nansherla for the show as well I have wanted to podcast her for so long and we haven't made it work yet so I'm psyched that she's going to be there Uh, if you are in the Bay Area and would like to come there are still some tickets left I have been woefully woefully neglectful in promoting my own show (laughs) and so uh, there are a handful of tickets left so if you would like to come please do and I uh, want to shout out those people that I have seen at the festival so far there have been people who are fans of the podcast who've come in from all over the world it's been just an absolute joy and a pleasure and it's been very exciting to watch them meet or already know and hang out with each other uh, you know who you are okay I will speak to you guys soon hope everyone's well Great, great. Now, what I like to do is after I start recording, I'll do 12 to 13 more greats. Great, great, great. Great, 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 great. Great. I wasn't counting. Let's assume that's great, great, great. Uh, Hi. Hi. Welcome in. Thank you. Welcome to the hotel. Thanks. Um, I said welcome to the hotel a little bit like... Like this is your hotel. Like this is my hotel. Like it's a little bit of a pretty woman situation Mm -hmm. somehow. Like Mm -hmm. I'm Hector Elizondo. Yeah. Well, I'm here to perform, I guess. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, for yeah. being the first guest who understands that this is a personal performance for me, mm-hmm. live. I'm getting paid, right? Audible gulp. <laughs> uh, and then a performance, a post-live performance for everyone else. But yes, you do owe us. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, you do owe mm-hmm. us. I can't believe no one has ever understood that as clearly and succinctly as you do. I get it. Well, dazzle me. Yeah. Oh, man. I got to start now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Get on it. Listen, uh, what I like to do also is really um, bring the listener in by describing physical things that they can't see, which is that you and I have pretty similar earrings. Let me see. I've lost one of mine, but it's just oh, that sort yeah. of bar. Yeah. That people tell me looks like I stapled my ear. Yeah, people tell me that too. Yeah. I'm like, that's pretty badass, I guess. Yeah, I but, know. It's more um, badass than I intended when I I'm put like, the earring in. That's a cool idea. Someone should do that. <laughs> right? I mean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, my mom got me these, um, I think, last year. Oh, and nice. I'm just like, I haven't taken them out. I don't ever take mine out. And can I be honest with you? Well, this one, I changed the backing. Um, I can't even remember why. Maybe it was getting a little loose. But to that point, I sort of feared that I couldn't take them out. I was afraid mm-hmm. because I wore them in the shower for like three years straight. I mean, I cleaned them with like a little alcohol every once in a while, but I thought maybe they had rusted. Like I thought the backing had rusted to the earring Sometimes itself. the backings are just bad. Like I yeah. must, like I replaced both of these backings yeah, just from like to. other earrings. Because they were too loose? They like were too they loose too, yeah. and they kept falling out. And yeah. they still sometimes fall out. 
they still some and i play with them so much that sometimes they're just like well yeah now i gotta find it they're the kind of earrings you don't listen you don't need to take them out no because i i feel already that you and i perhaps are not like let's wear a bunch of different kinds of earrings girls right well i just i even just like wear the same clothes every day i'm like i found something i like i'll just why not wear this again yeah right yes a thousand percent (laughs) i have done the thing that i think a lot of people do when they travel which is every year that i come up here i consistently bring too many clothes because Mm -hmm. i feel the pressure of the performance aspect of like oh i'm gonna and even if i'm not performing on stage i'm gonna be at this show so i need to look snazzy Mm -hmm. And inevitably, I wear as I try to wear as little as possible of what I brought, and just wear the same thing as often as possible. So this is the first year I really did just cut way, way down on the on what I've brought. And is it working? Yeah. Or are you like I miss this? It's working. It's working. Yeah. It's working. It gives me less to think about. You don't have to think it about it. Less to lug. Nobody cares. Nobody's like paying attention to what you're wearing. I don't think anybody cares. Well, maybe some people are, but like not the important people not the not the important people just the fashionistas yeah not important um so does your mom kind of does she tend to get you gifts that are fitting or do you tend to i think she just knows my style so well yeah Um, see that's cool like i don't mm -hmm. know that i could say that about my parents for many many years like she got me this sweatshirt (laughs) that's <laughs> we're both laughing because it's a it's a very utilitarian sweatshirt yeah. it's great no it's like but really it's not comfy. yeah yeah um so i think she knows she like she can't get me like anything but i'll just return it right <laughs> it's like if it's not like gray and comfy <laughs> well do you think that that means she does that mean that she would rather get you something else, but because she loves you and knows mm. you, she's like, I'm going to get the schlubby thing that I don't like, but I think my daughter will? I think so. I think she tries sometimes to get me like nicer things um, or like like more like brightly colored things. Uh-huh. Be like, this is cool. Right. And like, yeah, thanks. But And um, she can hear in your quiet rejection, yeah. your appreciative yet rejecting uh, tone. Well, that's, I mean, that's, because I was going to say, I feel like it's easier, (laughs) it's got to be easier to buy something for someone that you believe is their taste and that you also like. It feels Mm -hmm. like it gets into a very, pardon the pun, gray territory Mm -hmm. when you like other things, but you think someone else will be happy with a thing you don't like. That feels like it it opens up the whole spectrum Mm -hmm. of like, awful stuff that you yourself don't like but that you're like "Mm, i hate this but she'll probably like it like that could be almost anything do you know what i mean yeah i don't know it just feels like that's riskier than when you sort of share a a a point of view with someone yeah like yeah when i was a kid she used to like try to dress me in like dresses and stuff like she would just buy me like all these like frilly like Uh dresses (laughs) and i would i would just like fight her so i think now she's just like do whatever you want yeah (laughs) how often do you see her is she here or she uh she lives in santa cruz okay so close by yeah close by yeah and i see her a lot um and like i have like a lot of my family still lives there too so is that where you're born and raised yeah born in san jose and then we moved to santa cruz um like when i was going into middle school so um how, how what what's the general uh consensus on santa cruz these days is it pretty cool it is i think it's still cool a lot of like um 
kids will like go there for college like UCSC and then just yeah. like stay there yeah because it's like they're like this is so cool yeah exactly <laughs> um, I mean that's so kind now, of how I think of it but I wasn't sure that that was it had maintained itself yeah so I think now it's a little different though because um it's not just the people who are like born and raised there and who like just go surfing or whatever it's just like all these like new people um students and whatever just like also just like hippies but like a new generation of hippies where they um i don't know just do drugs (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a it's a very specific drug-oriented hippie culture i think so i try not i mean i don't hang out there too much so i don't know exactly um what it's like but or is that something you've observed or is that something that people who still live there are, no, t- just are something kind of like when i you? walk downtown it's very divided actually there's like a nicer more like they're like making it really nice downtown and then there's like the other half where it's just like i don't really like walking down here it's just like i don't know yeah it doesn't feel safe or it's, it's i don't feel like in danger but i'm just like it's it not depressing? very comfortable it's yeah it's just people just out on the street like because that's what they want to do they're just like playing drums and stuff like (laughs) like i could see how i I could see how drum playing is not safe no yeah i put words in your mouth when i said that's where like all the comedy shows are too oh okay um, yeah that was my question about the 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 hippie drug culture is if that was something that was more on the side of like runaways and or homelessness or if it was like hippies with money enough to buy drugs who are like still living in houses and stuff mm-hmm. or if it, it you know what i mean because there is a i think mix. a little bit of that yeah, too. i think it's yeah. a mix a lot of like just homeless um but like young homeless i don't there's probably a name for it but y- young 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 <laughs> where it seems like they're very happy to be homeless and in santa cruz so yeah and then probably like yeah the people who can just afford to live in santa cruz who just like that culture yeah is santa cruz it's expensive it's really expensive yeah now. must be yeah mm-hmm. did you go to santa cruz uc santa cruz i went to uc santa barbara oh okay yeah what it's like you, kind what of like is not that cool if like uh, you grew up in santa cruz to uh-huh. go to ucse or something sure 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 or it was it. just like nobody was doing that so yeah I'm like i can't do that it's a small enough community that i would imagine that if you want to have the college experience so to speak mm-hmm you may want to i did go to uh, the community college there cabrillo mm-hmm. and i really liked that that was um it's a really like good school for like just getting out of high school and then sure. like, going trying college you know but um is that was but i had a conversation with one of, with my one of my lift many lift drivers uh mm-hmm. during the sketch fest process who was going to community college and was just feeling such a sense of relief that she was able to get most of the kind of liberal arts like yeah the the core stuff Mm -hmm. at an affordable price Mm -hmm. while she was kind of still figuring out what her vision for her future was which i was like yeah i mean i feel like more and more that might be very important Mm -hmm. to with our relationship with like you know our our educational system and all that kind of stuff if you don't have a, a really strong point of view yet which i certainly didn't no me either I did, had no idea what I wanted to do and it's still I did like two years there and I was like I still don't know like this is cool but I don't know like what I want to study you know yeah do you have siblings yeah three brothers okay are your parents mm-hmm. still together mm-hmm. that's yeah. a that's a okay 
Uh, where, where do you fall in the the? I'm the second oldest. Okay. So, do you feel what? What was your experience like growing up with a bunch of bros? <laughs> I love that um, I've now assigned them the, yeah, the status bros. of bro, which absolutely is probably yeah. <laughs> not characteristic of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I loved it. Like, obviously, I don't know anything different, but um, we had, like, a really good childhood. It was really fun. Uh, we were all, like, friends. There which was, isn't like, always the case, so that's, yeah. that's really cool. Well, I think, like, we just, we always just like to play. And so we just grew up playing together. And then, like, I think in our teen years, we kind of just, like, did our own thing, had our own friends, didn't, you know, hate it. What's the age range? Um, We're, like, three, two to three and a half years apart each. So um, my... So you're, yeah, your oldest brother and your youngest brother. There's, like, yeah, a pretty significant age difference. Nine years, I guess. Yeah. Um, but now, like, as, like, we're adults where we, like we're all good friends like even them like the youngest and the oldest they like go golfing together and they like hang out and is everybody like, kind of still in this area um yeah they're all in santa cruz except for me and my older brother he's like up near tahoe area okay but um he was in san diego for a long time and uh then he just he got married and had a kid and bought a house where he could afford one sure <laughs> like, Boy, I hear that. So, uh, do you feel like you're? I mean, this I'm asking like the most textbook boring question about this. But just to return to your mom buying you frilly things, mm-hmm. do you feel a she? By the time she had four kids and three of them are boys, do you think that mm-hmm. she sort of put forth like she expressed your femininity on your behalf because you were the only girl? Uh, and or do you feel like your experience of growing up with so many brothers and kind of hanging with them and really getting along with them, whereas, you know, maybe if you didn't, it, there there would be some kind of difference there, that that was kind of part of like, why are you setting me apart from my three brothers mm-hmm. that I hang out with all the time in terms of like gender roles and stuff? Yeah. I mean, I was so young, I think, when I was like against the dresses. So I don't know if I thought like well my brothers aren't having I don't know it wasn't as like articulated of a thought where you would make that right so that's a like a really interesting question because yeah maybe (laughs) (laughs) you don't remember saying like why do they why don't they have to wear no (laughs) I I don't think I tried to like reason it I think I was just like no I don't like that um but yeah I think she was like she was so excited to have a daughter and I think, like, because some of her friends, like, had daughters, too. And so I think, she, like, this idea in her head was, like, we're going to have a tea party. <laughs> As you do. Yeah. No, but my mom's not, like, she's not super um, girly either. Like, she, well, I don't know. She, like, dresses nicer than me, but she's, like, pretty, I don't know, pretty cash. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was just like, too. yeah, this idea in her head that like, yeah, little girls wear dresses. Sure. Um, well, and I think too, not to, again, to dig too deep into this, but especially, you know, as th- things have changed and have been changing so much like year by year with kind of how people raise their kids mm-hmm. and um, all those kinds of conversations about gender expression and all that kind of stuff. And I, 
I, I, I always think, you know, too, with, and I'm older than you, but just like parents in general, from even 10, 15 years ago, the, how much of it is like what she wanted for you versus how much she wanted to make sure she was being the right kind of mom to a little girl, which is sort mm -hmm. of societally like defined you know what i mean yeah. to where she may not have been that big of a deal to her in if if, if, she, if you were in a vacuum is it that important to her that you wear frilly dresses or was it more just like well this is probably what i should be getting my daughter mm -hmm. i don't want to deprive her of being a girl yeah because because that's what i understand mm -hmm. from everything that's being kind of told to me or shown yeah, to me is what i should course. be doing for this yeah. little girl it's like i know like I'm sure like every parent is just like, I want to do this right. And this is what, <laughs> this is and what, what everybody is, else. What the hell is right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also like we, um, I grew up like pretty religious. Like we would go to church every Sunday mm -hmm. and we went to like this church where like everybody dressed up mm -hmm. like when we were young. What was the religion? Um, Assemblies of God. Oh, okay. What is that? Is that it's Unitarian like, kind um, of? Yeah evangelical maybe oh or okay like um i don't really i don't really know <laughs> um <laughs> okay well let's we could play the game of let's uh build out the description of it right it, it so everyone like dressed up a, yeah it was, was it a big it congregation really big like okay. almost a mega church mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but um pretty like more old-fashioned i think i guess and then they like would like speak in tongues oh okay and, like um believe in that sort of thing and i did not see any of this coming which is to say why would i have an expectation yeah. for or against this but i think because of santa cruz mm -hmm. i immediately was like oh it's it is more of a sort of like well no this was still in san jose uh, okay mm -hmm. no, listen um, that changes everything I yeah don't know. i don't know i don't know <laughs> Well, I, in my mind it does I'm like yeah. yeah that was san jose okay no. <laughs> i'll let you i'll let you speak to that because i've lived in neither place but it actually does like, make a difference yeah i don't know it's just like more suburby sure but, absolutely um, absolutely um so i think that like added a, another pressure on her to be like i um i want to be a good christian and i want my kids to look like good <laughs> sure i like be presentable at church absolutely and so like my daughter needs to be wearing tights you know uh -huh. like, <laughs> jesus would be very angry yeah. with you if you're not wearing tights I'm exactly like, and i'm sure that's like not what she how she thought of it she was just like this is normal yeah um but i think yeah there's probably like some pressures <laughs> outside pressures sure would, did that did that continue did you continue to did your family continue to observe religion in a different way when you moved yeah. to Santa Cruz or? well so we moved um I'm not really sure why I think they were just ready for something different and um how old were you so it's going to sixth grade so it was uh, like 13 14 something like that do you remember a conversation where your parents included you guys as they were sort of mulling it yeah. over since it wasn't as specific as you know mm -hmm. your mom got a job at da, 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 da. yeah i was actually really excited about it i was like going to i had to go to a new school anyways and like my older cousin like lived in santa cruz and so we would go there all the time and like that santa cruz is awesome yeah there's a beach yeah absolutely <laughs> um, yeah especially if it's a place that you visit often enough that you're fairly familiar with it but it's also representative of like getting away from life or like mm -hmm. a vacation to see other people i yeah. feel like that could be a very appealing 
idea for yeah. a kid. And like I didn't like going to church. Like I so guess that's I my like, next question. <laughs> how you respond how you as the person I understand you to be responded to um that kind of environment. Yeah. I didn't I think it was like just that that church like I just didn't have any good friends or I had like one good friend and then she moved away like her and her family moved away so I was like ready I was just like I don't I don't want to be here anymore yeah um that's a very high energy form of worship um it's not something that I've personally experienced because uh I had to go to Mormon church with my mom and that's a very uh, subdued yeah it's a very subdued uh kind of thing and Mm -hmm. so i you know of course i find religions that are a little higher energy very interesting yeah my parents grew up catholic um and so i think when they um they like discovered this new kind of church they were like really excited because they're like oh this we we never get to like sing or something i don't sure. know like i think the singing just... part definitely makes sense to me the speaking in tongue stuff is very much like one of those things that sets the same way that people think that Mormons wearing funny underwear is very is kind of specific and odd to mm-hmm. that religion. You know, there's Jehovah's Witnesses not observing holidays. Like, it feels like a lot of different religions have these, especially ones that are slightly less um, uh, rich in history, that are slightly less ancient and known as Catholicism yeah. and Judaism and, you know, mm-hmm. the Eastern religions. Um, some of the ones that feel a little more... Okurat. Nope. The ones that feel the ones that feel a little more like, oh, these have been adapted so less people have a broad understanding of them. Right. And when you get into things like that, it's like, oh, that sets that kind of religion apart mm-hmm. and, and seems like the weirdo thing that those people do, just like this seems like the weirdo thing these people do right. to outsiders. Yeah. Did you experience it as entirely normal because you grew up doing that or even at the time were you like oh this is the the, the speaking in tongues is is a sort of peculiar specific thing. right i definitely didn't understand it um but i knew that it was like this is what like this is what adults do <laughs> that's like i think what i just thought so kids don't kids don't didn't in your experience participate in no that. interesting um i mean i guess like i probably could have now that i think about it like i could have just like made up <laughs> something because that's what kids do they make yeah i know i was gonna say in some ways it feels like kids would be really good at kind maybe, of freeing their mind in that way and maybe that's why adults do it too it's like sort of like oh you're acting childish and you're freeing your mind and your spirit and giving yourself to like a higher being or something yeah which so it makes sense to me um now like why i guess it's a thing but no i don't like i still don't understand like i don't understand it Um, (laughs) yeah um so no so when we moved then I like made friends at my school and they actually went to a different church and this was like they didn't like speak in tongues or anything it was just like kind of a like a non-denominational or something and so I was like well I'm gonna go to this church right (laughs) Um, but I have to go to church you know yeah yeah and so then so then my parents just started going to that church. Too. Oh, so you, you did, you kind of initiated that move. Yeah, I was that, like, that let's, let's just go to this one. It's closer. And it was like, also like casual too. Like it was Santa Cruz. Like you could just wear jeans. Flip flops. Flip flops. And that's just what you did. 
That's impressive. Um, yeah. So to me, I was like, this makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Let's do that. So they were kids that you had met through school in junior high? Yeah. Junior high. It was a private, it was like a really small private uh, Christian school. Okay. So like still like all my friends were just like Christians. What did it, did it lead into high school? Were they, was that part of the same? No, it was a different high school, but it was still a private Christian high school. And it was a a co-ed? Yeah. It was a lot bigger though. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's like some of my friends from junior high, we all went to the same high school, but then like there were like so many other people from (laughs) so it was yeah it was different but did you stay friends with the kind of core people or do you all kind Um, of go separate ways and for like yeah for a year definitely but then I think you just kind of find like especially in high school you just find your own thing (laughs) a little bit and like you still like are friends but it's like you find your other friends too Mm -hmm. I don't know did you have was there something that connected I'm I'll use this as an example to put it into some kind of context but for me for example I because I went to public schools but I went to the kind of magnet schools for the arts Mm -hmm. um the republic uh there would be a consistency a little bit in kind of friend pockets because you know if I went to four five six and the kids that were also there who were interested in theater or music or whatever that kind of took them there in the first place then went to seven eight the chances are we would still be in those kinds of classes and ditto a little bit when we went to high school Um, but had it just been we were just friends because we were in this smaller school or group Mm -hmm. together but that didn't necessarily mean that our kind of extracurricular or like our focuses would have been the same I think those people would have kind of broken off and scattered like seeds a little bit more is that was that kind of your experience yeah I think so like I think we were just um friends because we like had to be (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of you sort of breaking up with somebody like listen we were just doing this because we had to no no, and I I thought it was cool like like I don't know everybody should be friends sure but you know the clicky stuff is like it's very high school and like it's it's too bad like that you can't just like be forced to be friends with everybody because I think that's a better experience. But friendship by force. Yeah. <laughs> oh oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. Hi, I'm Allie Gertz, and I'm Julia Prescott, and we're the host of Everything's, Everything's Coming, Coming Up, Up Simpsons. Simpsons. Every episode, we cover a different episode of The Simpsons that is a favorite of our special guests. We've had guests that are showrunners and writers and voice actors like Nancy Cartwright. I got a D minus, I passed! And we've also had people that are on the Max Fun Network already. We've had Weird Al Yankovic on the show. I was just uh, struck by how sharp the writing is. I mean, that's yeah. no surprise because it's The Simpsons, but I mean, like, you can't say that about a lot, a lot, of, a lot of TV shows, particularly ones that at that point had been on the air for 14 years. Find us on MaximumFun.org, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Smell you later. Who were the people that you found yourself kind of being attracted to in, in high school? Um, definitely like that more of outcast, like um, nerds. Not n- total nerds, but like... Um, 
like not not like the jocks or the cheerleaders or whatever because they were like the popular ones which is like so cliche but they were were like um and i had like nothing to do with them and i so and like just like the funny people like i would just like try to find the funny people and then just like just eat lunch with them and laugh yeah (laughs) like (laughs) uh, like the idea of trying to find them as if there's some sort of like searching process like you come up to each person in the hallway and say like what do you get when da 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 no that seems a little creepy but like (laughs) (laughs) i think i was just like i just wanted to have fun at lunch so i just wanted to be entertained Uh so i would find like the and they ended up being like the, the stoners and the nerds and just like people who just i don't know would not eat in the quad but like yeah (laughs) fine i don't know it was weird where would you was there something i mean i think that's the that's what i think you know the the clicky stuff in in high school when you're experiencing it and and certainly you know there's stuff that you that i think you take away that kind of always sticks with you because that's sort of how i feel about adolescence is Mm -hmm. like there's stuff i can think about and feel exactly the same way even if my brain knows like you have a little more perspective than this now why are you still dropping into that emotional place um but you know in retrospect just that again that sort of feeling of belonging and sometimes the best feeling of belonging turns out to be like belonging with a bunch of people who feel like they don't belong like it's very sort of yeah i think so you know and i i like don't talk to anybody from high school like it was just it was not one of those experiences for me where i was like this is my best it's never gonna friend. get better than this <laughs> no i think i always had that idea of like this is just high school hmm. like i'm i'm not about this life uh-huh <laughs> yeah um and some of my like best friends that i still like um consider my best friends i met after high school so i um like i went to community college in santa cruz and i started working at like this summer camp mm. um and then like the people i met at like that summer like still my best friends it's pretty crazy what what was the summer camp like what age range were you um were you a counselor my first year I just worked in the kitchen um so I didn't like I didn't have to like I mean you like work with kids but like that wasn't like my job right I was just like so I it was more just like the experience of like being away from home and like um um yeah i don't know working i guess (laughs) well that is a. I mean i think that is a a cool and sort of unusual experience as a high schooler Mm -hmm. there you know i think a lot of kids at that age don't necessarily do something unless they're going to summer camp as younger people for a a period of time but Mm -hmm. if you were actually working there um, and and you felt the responsibility of like you're not just going there you're actually one of the more authority figures even if like that doesn't mean that you're the boss of someone I definitely felt that because I went there as a kid one summer and I was like I was not into it I was like this is kind of lame but it would be cool to work here oh you even do that then yeah yeah that's cool Um, for some reason I just wanted to be in charge instead of like (laughs) being told what to do but you worked there so you worked there you started in the kitchen did you say that you Work there, cons- like yeah. I worked there the next kind of, some. No, yeah. what did I do? Um, yeah, I went back later as a counselor, and then oh yeah, I did like two or three years as a counselor. And so, what were the kids that you were? What kid? What age were the kids that you were being um, like the counselor for? So I did high school, 
and I was just like just out of high school yeah. so I was like <laughs> I've got a lot of wisdom for you no um but I think with the high school uh they did more like adventure type stuff like like go like backpacking and stuff like that and I was like I was that was like fun to me yeah it's <laughs> like let's go camping sure um was that yeah I guess that was going to be my next question was what was the camp comprised of was it sort of a traditional like we're near a lake and we canoe and we hike and we yeah make crafts or... it was pretty small it was simple like there's a field and a pool and a lake or it was like more of a pond mm-hmm. and then there's like um cabins and ropes course and stuff how like far that. away from uh your house was it like as you know when you got ready and drove up to your cabin um well you would live up there all summer yeah um but uh yeah from santa cruz you mean mm-hmm. or yeah like you're leaving your house and you're like okay oh, guys i'm okay. um, here i go for my job for the summer i'm gonna be x amount of minutes or hours oh away. yeah it was like a half an hour oh. <laughs> <laughs> got it so i could always go home if i wanted right to. but you probably um, did you did you know because we only had like one day off a week and then we would just go hang out with each other like well, that's my, because that's kind of what kids, i'm saying yeah. it's like that's what it's amazing what a half hour away can mean mm-hmm. if you've made the commitment that like i'm in another world now this is my summer job yeah I, this is the world i live mm-hmm. in and for me like once i was in school in in flagstaff i started to hate going home mm-hmm. because i felt like I had that sort of like, I've shed that skin, yeah, which is so, you know, like kind of stupid, yeah. but I really had this kind of like, oh, listen, I, it doesn't make sense for me to go home this summer. I mm-hmm. should stay up here. This is where I live now. I'm a grown up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, every summer I was like, I can't go, I can't stay home. Like I'm, yeah, I, would, I work at camp now. Like I've, mat- I've matured past that. That's what I do. Was there, um, get some camp hanky panky? Um, yeah. I mean, it was very, like, frowned upon. Um, that just makes it even more exciting. Yeah, but, like, I, like, this last summer I went to a wedding of, like, people who met at camp. <laughs> like, Aww. Um, it just, ha- like, everybody hooks up and... How could you not? It was, like, um, it was also, like, it was affiliated with the church, so it was, like, a Christian camp, and so that was, like, doubly frowned upon to uh-huh. be, like, we're not, you don't date. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, everybody like had crushes and stuff. I dated like two different, um, boys and one of them like broke my heart <laughs> and it was like during really the time sad. or was it during w- your job there or was it like at the end or after you went back home and you were trying to have a long, it was like thing? right in the beginning of summer and then we had to work together all summer. Uh, and was- so you would stay together in high school but you didn't well, go to high school together? we had met the summer no no, no. Bef- sorry you were already out of high school we had met the summer before and then we started dating like a few months before the next summer gotcha because we both lived in santa cruz yeah and, yeah and then he uh he broke up with me <laughs> <laughs> and um Ooh. yeah i think that was my last summer because i was like that's not fun anymore how much did you how much interaction did you have to have with him after that happened and how Um, long did it was it uncomfortable that whole summer or did you just kind of get over it after you know a little while it was uncomfortable the whole summer and like 
there's like a lot of drama behind it. I mean, it's but like uh, his like new girlfriend was also there. Uh, so it was like this. Uh, it wasn't just like avoiding one person. It was uh, like avoiding. Yeah, that feeling. God, that's just so visceral. Still, and, like, that feeling. They had dated your before. Stu- your stomach. They had dated before, and then they like got back together. So it was just like that. Nobody. Sucks. Nobody cared about our relationship. It was just like, oh, we're so glad you guys are back together. <laughs> I totally get it. Um, I totally get it. Yeah. Oh, that feeling of seeing, not that I'm mm-hmm. trying to, but I just really get it. Yeah. Like, I, well, like there's not, unless something befalls you as a teenager, which absolutely can and does happen where, you know, something that feels like it's more emotionally significant or painful in some way, whether mm-hmm. it's you lose someone, you, someone dies that you care about or mm-hmm. something happens to you or you become ill or you break some, I mean, things like that are obviously kind of game changers. But aside from those things, like what else is m- more meaningful and heartbreaking than like somebody crushing you you know yeah i just like i just you know that's where the the bulk of my negative feelings probably went was like those sorts of pain you know that Mm -hmm. kind of pain oh yeah it was like and it was like the first time that i felt that (laughs) and uh it was yeah it was hard and but i remember thinking like all right it's it's fine like i understand like that you know it just wasn't meant to be but still I was just like it's hard to not be like oh everybody's against me totally (laughs) and um it was funny because we were like all like going to church too like Christians and so it was like a lot of like not really talking up front about like what happened but it's sort of like oh this is like what God wanted (laughs) so it was like (laughs) so it was like frustration in like every department like wait this is what god wants like oh yeah just like feeling like you you don't know what's going on at that time and by the way i don't i kind of made a face because i felt like i was appropriately reacting to what you were saying Mm -hmm. i don't mean to discount the idea that people believe that particularly if that's something that you still believe so i would like to i guess ask the question before we go too much Mm -hmm. further in that direction was there a time at which you said this is not for me anymore i don't yeah i don't believe this and do you remember a transition whether it was very rapid or very slow of kind of pulling away from those that kind of ideology or did you never really? No, I did for sure. It, it was definitely like slow because hmm. I was just surrounded my whole life like in like with people who uh, believed, you know, um, like my family, like all my friends, uh, teachers, like so it was really hard for me to like know anything else. So I think like when I started going to college, community college, I was just like, oh, people believe other things. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You're wrong. <laughs> did you feel that way? You did. Yeah. Because I was beginning. like, no, that's not, what I, that's not what I believe in. What everybody else has told me is true. Where did those conversations happen in school? Was it like in a class mm-hmm. versus just in friendship hangouts? Um, yeah, class. 
I'm, I have a terrible memory for like specific. What if you're things, like, I was but... in My God, Not Your God 101? <laughs> <laughs> no, just like um, professors. Yeah, I don't know. I th- so it was like a slow thing where I was like, um, I like started to read more and like uh, do like more research into like what actually like what is christianity and <laughs> like why do i believe this and i was still like if this is true like if there is a god and um like what's the point of anything else like why aren't we all like trying to get everybody to go to heaven or something right because it's yeah. like if this is true like uh, let's let's do that let's you know work at a summer camp and tell kids about jesus right 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 um but then so then I just like yeah I just grew up and like started reading books and like learned about like critical (laughs) thinking and stuff like that and I was like oh yeah I don't like this doesn't make a lot of sense and I never like I never liked it really like I never like enjoyed talking about God or Jesus or like I couldn't really express like why I believed it Hmm. um so it just made sense for me to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's not it's not for me. It's like I get it why people do it and believe it and like it. Um, was there a sense of any kind of relief for you? Or oh was yeah, it, yeah, for sure. It felt like like a big just like burden off of my back, <laughs> which is like weird, I guess. But um, it was also like. I'm going against everything like I was taught and like I have to tell all my like family and friends yeah. that like I'm like I changed my mind. How was it? <laughs> um it was hard. It was like um they cuz like they they don't understand. They're not in that place. Um and they just like want the best for you, I guess. And it's like especially like my parents are like that's their like only thing is like we want our kids to like believe in god um so it was like um they were like pretty sad (laughs) and i think it like took it took a while for them to like be cool about (laughs) yeah yeah i I was i mean i think there's no right or wrong about the you know the experiences that we all have but i do think that I really want to be careful not to make it seem like if you were born and raised an atheist and you continue to be an atheist, that there's anything wrong with that or that that makes you a less sensitive person. Not at all. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I'm grateful that I had the experience of being around believers and I'm grateful that I have family members who are religious and Mm -hmm. believers because I feel like, I don't feel like I walked away feeling like angry at religion I feel like I've seen what works about it, and and so mm-hmm. I can be compassionate about why somebody who is proselytizing is doing that. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that's always great or that's always the right thing or the motives are as clean as we would like them to be, mm-hmm. but I certainly don't – like, when something really works for someone and they strongly believe that faith, I can accept that in a specific way that, for me, relates back to the fact that I, I've seen – the good side or if I've seen I understand mm-hmm. why 
from a from a close perspective why somebody would still feel that way and why they would be sad yeah you know I totally get like I don't resent my grandmother for being like incredibly upset that I turned away from something that she feels is like fundamental Mm -hmm. to your soul you know yeah. I can't be mad at her. Yeah. I I maybe would be angry if she didn't love me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If she just sort of like shunned all of the sort of like Christian principles of still loving people under those circumstances. But I can't I can't blame her for for feeling like, you know, I was in danger in some way. Yeah, no, I I totally get it. <laughs> like, yeah. And I think at first I was like, oh, everybody lied to me. <laughs> but then it's just like, no, that's just what they believe. And of course, yeah. they just want they just wanted their kids to believe it, too. And I was like, I was lucky. And like um, all the religious people I knew that I grew up with, they were like they're like the good religious people where they like they're just like wanted to be nice to people <laughs> and like make the world a better place sure. through their way. You know, yeah, they weren't like hateful like they didn't. Um, like yeah like hate people who are like non-believers or anything yeah um which is good what were you uh when you said that you started like reading books and stuff um I guess that's a pretty broad statement (laughs) but (laughs) had you been somebody who because we're talking about a little uh, you know that sense of of you feeling maybe sheltered in some way did you what were you read like were you a big reader when you were younger did you like disappearing into books and stuff like that and the books that you're talking about in community college were a little bit more kind of analytical or mm-hmm. philosophical or yeah I was never like a good student or anything like I didn't like enjoy reading or <laughs> um but I think once I when I had this dilemma of like wait what do what am what am I doing then I like actually like I would like go to the library and like look up books about religion and like I wouldn't tell anybody I felt like I was like doing something like wrong almost. yeah yeah and, sure like, like um like Christopher Hitchens and stuff like that where I'm like I can't let anybody see this book right <laughs> that I'm reading. Um, yeah that's a really so. specific that's really specific that feeling of you know Mm -hmm. like that you're doing something that a community of people would be very chagrined or disappointed by yeah I just I remember like the first um it must have been like pretty young when I was like what if there is what if there isn't a god and just having that feeling or just the thought that one thought of like oh god's gonna know that I questioned god yeah (laughs) and I don't know it's just like because you grew up thinking like that like you know that there's like a hell or something right like that I don't know yeah I was gonna say it I, seems I, really silly now but like I remember feeling like really conflicted sure yeah. I don't think it's silly at all I mean you're allowed to think you've you know right. come to a place where that would be silly mm-hmm. if suddenly you felt it right now perhaps but I think um that was the other thing I was going to ask you was like how present was the sort of punishment side of being in the wrong or turning your back or whatever. Because the one, th- I'll just quickly say one thing about Mormonism is that it, um, whether or not, whether or not it, it, the, it's put into practice in exactly the way that you're sort of taught it can be, um, this idea of like, like here's what ran through my mind. When you said that you felt this feeling of like, oh, I'm betraying, like, oh my gosh, what mm-hmm. if God knew, does God know that I'm questioning his existence? Mm-hmm. 
I think that in the Mormon religion, you're kind of taught that that's okay. Mm. Like you're kind of taught because it, 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 that's why it does the whole thing. Like you, you, you know, being baptized when you're eight, opposed to being baptized when you're a baby, uh, is that you're sort of making this decision to move ahead with the church, which mm -hmm. is adorable because I don't know that many eight year olds who are, have yeah, the presence of mind to go like, everyone around me says this is true. I'm eight. I think I know better. I don't want to be baptized. Yeah. But I, I appreciate the sentiment. And I think that what comes with that is this idea that like, hey, it's told. Hey, listen, if you have a moment of doubt and you're questioning God's existence, like that's going to happen. Just, you know, pray on it or talk to your bishop or, you know, you'll move past that. But there's nothing to be ashamed of questioning things because... Um, it's it's by questioning things that you find the answers for yourself and you you have your own testimony opposed to just having other people put that on you mm -hmm. so to speak so I, that was a that yeah I was wondering about whether or not that would be something that Dina would be like oh my gosh questioning God no I think like if if I talked about it with anybody they would have been like oh that's okay yeah like you kind of just as long internalize as you it. know but I feel like they'll always steer you back into like there is a god sure so like I didn't want to talk to anybody because I'm like I know your agenda you could get in my head I really yeah I wanted to make a decision on my own okay we're gonna take a break I will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at Maximum Fun Hi, I am Lori Kilmartin. And I'm Jackie Cashin. Together, we host a podcast called... The Jackie and Lori Show. Uh, we're both stand-up comics. We recently met each other because women weren't allowed to work together uh, on the road or in gigs for a long, long time. And so our friendship has been unfolding on this podcast for a couple of years. Jackie constantly works the road. I write for Conan and then I work the road in between. We do a lot of stand-up comedy. And so we celebrate stand-up and yes. we also bitch about it. We keep it to an hour. We don't have any guests. We somehow find enough to talk about every single week. So find us. You can subscribe to The Jackie and Lori Show at MaximumFun.com org or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, bye. So what did you like to do with, you know, like what would you do when hanging out with friends? So you, you weren't super jazzed on school. Were you into like sports, sports or being outside? You said sports, you, you know, games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you go active. to like movies, TV, music kind of stuff? Or you yeah, in, for sure. Into that? Um, yeah. Anything yeah i loved hanging out with friends and um i was like really competitive so like turning anything into like a game or a sport like that i was like that was my thing yeah yeah what were you what was kind of sports did you like um i played softball and uh, i played um golf like um, I didn't know any teenagers who played golf when I was younger. Yeah, my dad was like really into golf, so he got us in like when we were kids, and um, I stopped playing after high school because I, I I just thought it wasn't like cool or something. <laughs> but um, it's okay. It's kind of boring. Um, but just like any like card, like I, I'll just get together with my family still, and we'll just like play cards. Like that's what we do, and it's like so fun. <laughs> And you, so you don't your your manner does not necessarily come across as particularly competitive, just in like casual conversation. Oh yeah, I've toned it down a little bit. <laughs> um. 
do you who in this podcast who do you feel like is winning me or you uh you for sure <laughs> when it when it comes to the game of talking i never win <laughs> that game but what would we if we were what else could we be doing right now that you're pretty sure you could kick my ass at um I can tell I mean, you right now, you could beat me at cards any day of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, player. I'm, I could probably beat you at anything. Like, if, <laughs> <laughs> if we were like, who can get a piece of paper into that <laughs> cup right there? I love that you're looking around for contests we could be having right now. Yeah. It makes me very happy. No, that's like, that's a good time to me. Yeah. Like, it's just like winning. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you become, but d- does that, does that, um, do you uh project that out being you know what i mean like are you a quietly intense competitor or or are you the kind of person that like your family or your friends would be like oh dude don't even suggest a game night if you want emily there you have to know she's going to be like oh yeah she's going to turn really hardcore Mm -hmm. she's going to be like super bossy or like she's going to argue her point if somebody's like "Mm, i think the timer had buzzed you're Mm going to be like no hold on yeah no my family for sure um i'm very outspoken <laughs> and they know that i'll get intense but i've tried i've tried to tone it down a little bit because um i realize like that's kind of annoying <laughs> <laughs> but like are your I, brothers like that too yes yeah and my dad my mom is like very like oh sweetie you want to win okay <laughs> you can you can have no she's gotten pretty competitive too but like she like she acts like she's not but she is um i think that's i think that's that might be how i think i try i think i get i start to feel the feeling of being competitive mm -hmm. and then i get um uncomfortable about that and i try to like balance it with like haha being lighthearted. and i'm so afraid that it's completely transparent and that Oh yeah, me too. People are like, "Oh, oh, are you just having fun? Mm -hmm. Are you just having a break?" You have a steel look in your eye, like you have a glint in your eye that tells me that you're out for blood. No, yeah, that's I try to like be cool about if like I don't know them very well. (laughs) (laughs) But then, like, I still want to win. Like, I clench your jaw. (laughs) I want to win so bad. Okay, I'm going to use that as a segue into our mash game because it feels like a it feels like a a kind of a no brainer. I feel certain that you're going to win at mash. what, are you hard on yourself? Like, are you competitive with yourself? Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're not the kind of competitive that maybe you find a way to blame other people if like something doesn't go your way or it could be I, a mix. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's out to get me for okay. sure. But I also like, um, yeah, I like to be the best. Okay. So give me three things that you uh, <clears throat> maybe at this point in, in your expertise of them uh, – would not win that you would like to win like a like, oh. a, like a one-off real super tense game of three things or three competitions that okay. you would love to walk away from the winner bowling great <laughs> pretty terrible at bowling um trivia very bad at trivia and we'll do like um i don't know ice skating great <laughs> Great, great. Well, yeah, why not pick one that's just immensely hard? Really hard. to trade your whole life for. Okay, great. Uh, next category is, let's do three places um, 
let's do three not real places that you would love to have a vacation home not real places mm -hmm. so it'd be like something from like a place oh, in a movie okay. or or it could just be unrealistic like the chance that you're gonna have an undersea uh, yeah i want to get under the sea okay um i'm gonna go ahead and assign it a, as a lair even though yeah. uh you're not necessarily a villain undersea lair um uh the sun great just yeah sun lair the sun and i don't know what like um like just a planet of made of spaghetti. Great, yeah, spaghetti planet, fantastic. Uh, okay, next category. Let's do three. We'll just get my one of my faves out of the way. Three foods that in this reality, for some reason, are either like ecologically irresponsible, or you're allergic to them, or they make you feel gross if you eat too much of it, even though you kind of wish you could just keep eating it uh, in perpetuity. Or something that's just like hard to get because you had it one time when you were in this faraway place or whatever. It's like three things that you would like to have as much as you wanted anytime with zero ramifications. Okay. Um, uh, candy corn. Great. <laughs> uh, let's do like um, rabbit. Okay, great. These are wildly different. I'm really enjoying the diversity. Oh, thanks. I'm winning. Mm -hmm. winning you were definitely game. winning. No question about it. You're winning. Oh, man. Now I can't think of a third one. <laughs> the pressure got to me. Um, can I just do, like, alcohol? Just yeah. alcohol. 100%. Okay. Okay. Beer. We'll do beer. Slash beer. Great. Okay. Uh, three. Let's do three enhanced abilities. Uh, that could mean full-on superhero or it could just mean like physical attributes or mental attributes that you can I know it's similar to the bowling trivia and ice game but those are very specific uh, tasks mm -hmm. this is more just like you're a super fast runner or you can compute you know c computate in your head like mm -hmm. really quickly or you know um yeah what's that like where you can um you like just see things once and then you like remember oh it. yeah like a photographic memory photographic Great. memory yeah and um oh can these be like they're like superpowers yeah if you want oh, yeah cool. um and just like um i guess like read people's minds great mind reader got it yeah and um it's like uh like those you could like stretch your arms and arm stretcher arm stre <laughs> and your limbs arm and limb limb stretcher limb stretcher yeah like elastic girl kind of yeah elastic girl. elastic girl okay i went ahead with limb stretcher that way yeah. you will get sued by copyright law you will be the limb stretcher uh capital l um okay next category three uh people uh, characters entities that um whether they're living dead real or unreal that you would like to have romantic times with in this alternate universe oh they 
wait, they have to be real or they don't have no, to? No, no, they don't have to be. I mean, it's wide open. If you want to say, you know, Yogi Bear, no one knows who Yogi Bear is anymore. I'm not even sure <laughs> I do. Um, Alex Trebek. Great. Um, this, I guess, plays into your love of trivia, yeah. but bad at trivia. Sure. Bob Barker. <laughs> And, uh, I love that you're like, so they don't have to be real, right? <laughs> and then you just name are two these game people real? back to back. Um, uh, Drew Carey. Let's Great. Start. Straight up. You do love game shows, huh? No, I just, I don't, I don't know. You just think they're, you just are whimsically picking three game show hosts? Yeah, they seem like nice people. I think they probably are. Yeah. They certainly seem like people people. I don't know how you could have a job that long, no matter how much it paid, where you just like had no interest in other human beings. Yeah, that would. And be I just watched like really all depressing. the. I just watched all the Jeopardy on like Netflix. Yeah. And so he's like he's pretty fascinating to me. Yeah, sure. Good old Trebek. Okay, next category is three. Uh, oh, I just had something that I was so proud of, and now it's like completely flown my mind. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Three things that are not competitions as we understand them right now, but that in this alternate universe become a sort of game or a competition that it would be fun for you to participate in. Um, okay. Um, comedy? <laughs> Great. We'll, we'll overlook last comic standing because I, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think any comedian thinks of that as like an accurate. I guess there are competitions. Or good competition. But... No, but I think you're saying something like a more natural, like somehow like a more like like nature decides. Like a <laughs> panel of judges. I don't know what you're saying. I'm on board. Um, oh, I thought like stuff that you can make into a competition. That's not a yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's already done. Then. I mean. I can keep comedy in there. I really have no problem with it. Watching TV. Yeah. I hear that. And it's like trying new restaurants. Great. <laughs> so just and the like, winner for best trier of new restaurant is. I love it. I just. I love everything about it. I just it. picked two, three things that I liked doing. Listen, I'm. <laughs> A thousand percent on board for all of these. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's do three. I don't want to, I don't want to make it seem like it's impossible to do things like this now uh, because that's kind of a depressing way of looking at it. But, and I don't know that I've ever done this category before. What about like three things that you did as a kid that it's not to say you couldn't still do them, but that it would be something that as an adult it would be just as reasonable to be doing as when you're a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like for me, it would be like, you know what I mean? Like, like I do miss the feeling of trick or treating. I'm mm -hmm. absolutely not going to dress up and go trick or treating as a five ten adult woman. Okay. But if, if, if that was somehow something I could still do and, and get the same feeling as I had as a child, I would. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So stuff like that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So like, wrestling great i think very well chosen yeah and like uh jumping over things with rollerblades yes like great um and uh, marco polo great 
Great. God, I did love Marco Polo. Great. Uh, okay, and final category will be three... Uh, I'm really freezing up because now I feel like the competition is this competition of me against I, myself for this mash game I is think fierce. you're still ahead. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> uh, three things that three let's do this one three things that you did not come up with or invent but in this alternate universe you actually can take credit for and it could be as simple as like a concept of coffee that's to go mm. or it could be you know the Mona Lisa I would discourage you from claiming the Mona Lisa I don't think it's that amazing yeah, but listen I'm in the minority mm-hmm. um okay I, I guess like the internet great <laughs> Go big. Go big or go home. I want to be rich in this alternate Great. universe. Great. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Adirondack chairs. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. I like those. I do enjoy an Adirondack chair. Um, and I'll say uh, gray sweatshirts. Great. On that one. Great. 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 Okay. Uh, tell me when to stop stop okay i'm gonna pause this okay do some basic tallying <laughs> when i come back it will seem as if no time has passed to the listener i'm I will, so nervous i want to encourage you to relax okay. and let this can't relax, let this so. information wash over you <laughs> I when it comes the best. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna come back with your 100 guaranteed fictitious mash future okay emily first of all I want to reassure you that your invention of the gray sweatshirt <laughs> has made you very, very rich indeed. Nice. In this alternate universe. Listen, it's a basic staple. Mm-hmm. People try to get so fancy, they want to take credit for things like the internet or <laughs> Adirondack chairs. You don't need those people. You're the kind of person that invented the gray sweatshirt. How much How much more ubiquitous can you get? Everybody's got a gray sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. It's possible everybody doesn't have a gray sweatshirt. Uh, but like... We're both wearing gray sweatshirts. We're both wearing gray sweatshirts is our point everyone so good job on that uh i want to uh congratulate you on the the very winningness of your ability to try new restaurants i remember when you won that challenge people were like surely she can't have tried that many new restaurants and you're like yeah i did and Mm -hmm. i did um the very best Mm -hmm. so a great job on that uh i want to congratulate you on your vacation home you have a house on a spaghetti planet. Awesome. Now, is the core of a planet also spaghetti? Like, are you in danger of, is it like wiggly? Is the whole planet wiggly? Some of it's uh, dried spaghetti, so you you don't fall through. Okay. Yeah. All right, great. Uh, now it all makes sense. <laughs> uh, okay, dry spaghetti, wet spaghetti, house on that planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to congratulate you for uh, your ability to have unlimited amounts of beer without any ramifications whatsoever you're gonna be the envy of many people Mm -hmm. including lots of alcoholics Mm -hmm. uh i want to uh let you know that you are a fantastic bowler yes and indeed won the bowling olympics there is professional Mm -hmm. bowling so um it's probably not called the olympics uh you i don't listen i don't know if it's considered cheating or or where your ability as the secret superhero with a superhero power limb stretching uh kind of factors into all of this i am concerned that you are using it for ill when you play marco polo (laughs) 
because that feels like you wouldn't have to move very far and you could just sort of like mm. with your eyes closed stretch your long long arms out right and just like swing them around the peripheral of yeah. the pool i'd probably be cheating and sack someone yeah but i don't know like if you're a competitive person maybe you don't like the feeling of cheating because you like to win clean that's true i'm not a i'm not a cheater you don't want to win to the point where getting like it how you win test me though a lot right like i could just stretch yeah but i choose not to that's the kind of person yeah, i am i'm just a, I'm good a better person. person yeah uh and i think that covers everything except that you are cherishing this wonderful life uh with your partner in crime mr drew carey oh, okay nice. he is a very nice man yeah of these three people he's the only one that i actually know oh, and no. i can tell you that he oh. is extraordinarily generous cool. and a very sweet person oh Nice. So you picked, you picked I, well. I think I won. You did win. There, That's a great life. It's, it, it's, it's undeniable that you won. Um, Emily, where can people find you? Is there anything else that you would like them to know? This is going to, I think this will come out tomorrow. So if you would like to encourage people who are in the Sketchfest <laughs> area to come see some of your um, shows, feel free to do so or check you out online. Yeah, I have a Sketchfest show not. on Saturday called Late Late Breakfast. Late Late Breakfast. That's a great show. And it'll be weird. It's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. Great. But I'm going to win. Oh, you're so. definitely going to win. Yeah. You're definitely going to win. Uh, uh, Emily, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you. Everyone, I will speak to you soon. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.